Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is my dear old friend who moved out of state, Bill Samuels. And Bill is here to talk about the New York City mayor's race. He's going to give me his thoughts. So, Bill, it was pretty interesting to watch. What do you think overall? Well, the most important thing that happened in the New York City uh, primaries was not that Adams won the primary. It was 51 seats in the city council. 30 women were elected, 58% of the seats. This has never happened before that women had a majority. In 2017, this only uh, 13 women uh, were elected, which is 25% of the total, which then was considered relatively large. We also mm-hmm. saw in the mayor's race two of the top three candidates were women. So that's the real story. Uh, after decades of women wanting to have their place in government, it, it was a revolution. It finally uh, happened. Uh, and they're now, of the 51 seats, 30 uh, women ran in the primaries. Very exciting. Wow. So um, tell us your thoughts about uh, Eric Adams. Well, I don't know him well. I've had lunch with him only one time. Um, I would have voted for Garcia uh, if I was still in New York. Uh, I've heard nothing negative about him, but I just don't know. This this was a year in which career politicians, you know, did very well. Uh, and I guess that's also true with de Blasio. So I think the jury's out uh I just don't know him well enough to predict what type of mayor he'll be. Uh, and obviously the city is it's, is lucky. If it hadn't been for the federal government bailouts, we'd have a huge financial problem. But both the state and the city uh, have a cushion. Um, and the key is just bringing people back uh, to New York. Uh, Cynthia, do you think New York City will ever be the same? You know, I haven't been down to New York in a number of years, but, you know, I grew up in Queens, and I still have a fondness for it. Um, I'm so removed from Queens because I live up in Albany now. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting what's going on because, you know, Maya Maya Wiley was in, in contention to be the first woman woman mayor, but Eric Adams is from the state senate, and he's a former Republican. Um, yes. So I think I think the uh, voters of New York City are moving to 
a more centrist position. What do you think? Well, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, for me, it was exciting to see Garcia do so well and come in second because here was a very competent woman who has worked in city government running the sanitation department, and she always was the go-to leader when there was a crisis. Very rarely do you see someone who that uh, was an administrator, was an executive in city government, you know, run for mm-hmm. mayor. It's usually, you know, a state senator or a city council person, et cetera. So I think that was, uh, and she's a centrist. She was endorsed by the Times, but she did so well because people were looking uh, to have the government run well, which is clearly a centrist position. And I think the entire country, uh, with Biden, has moved to the center within our party because they're just scared that if, if, all, if we move too far to the left, it's going to encourage Trump and his cronies uh, to get more support. But weren't you uh, somehow affiliated with NIPAN, right? Yeah, I was. But more importantly, several years ago, I met with Elizabeth Crowley, who was a city council person, uh, and we were bemoaning the lack of women in the city council. Mm -hmm. And... I suggested and, and that I would be willing to provide seed capital that we form something called 21 and 21. Uh, Elizabeth brought in Melissa Mark Viverito, and we offered uh, office 21 and 21 in my offices in New York. So we're very excited that that initiative that I was one of the founders of in 2017 has had such a resounding success because it gave women that wanted to run a vehicle that would train them, uh, you know, how to run, help them raise money. So that involvement was more important than my involvement in NIPAN, though the people in NIPAN I thought were fabulous, just fabulous. Um, So... Do you think that the, the fact that there were so many women who ran and won, do you think that's going to open the doors for women all over New York State? Well, that's a good question. The reason the doors had been shut in New York City was very simple. The five uh, uh, boroughs always had a, a man that was the boss that ruled the, the counties. And those bosses were very strong up until maybe eight, nine years ago. And, mm-hmm. of course, they're all men, and they, they selected men to run for city council. That boss structure has been permanently dismantled, and that left a vacuum that finally in 2020, uh, the, the women and the leftists, uh, were able to get elected. I'll get to the state in a minute. Uh, but among the 30 women, it wasn't just women. There were two queer black council people. There was a queer Jewish uh, 
council person. There was the first mm-hmm. Muslim, the first Koreans, and a lot of moms. So it clearly, it may be the most liberal city council we've ever had in our history. Oh, I don't wow. Uh, I don't know uh, the how Adams is going to manage that group. Usually the mayor has strong, strong power, you know, over the city council. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be who these women are going to elect as the leader. So it's going to be very, very interesting because it's one thing to have a really progressive, the most progressive city council we've ever had. It's another thing uh, to bring business back um, and jobs back to New York. And I can tell you, uh, I have a very good friend as a lawyer, uh, worked right in Manhattan. He's going to stay working from his house uh, in the Hamptons. Now, you know, some percentage of people aren't coming back. Offices are still going to be a little vacant. Uh, and real estate taxes, you know, are very important to the running of the city. Now, when you come uh-huh. to the state, um, I don't think you have the same structure. Um, it's one thing in the city where once you got rid of the bosses, it created a vacuum and women could run, and there was money for women to run. When you get to uh, uh, Albany, uh, we did see Cuomo last time have a primary. We saw Mm -hmm. Letitia Gates uh, getting uh, appointed, so we now have a woman attorney general. uh, Right. And I'm I'm just not sure that we're going to see the seismic shift in the state, you know. Hold on, I got to ask him to turn something off. Okay. Uh, could you, sir? Okay. Uh, I don't okay. know. You're closer to that okay. than I am because you live upstate. Right. Um, the I I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay, Cynthia. We as we get older, that happens. <laughs> I know. Um, so, what do you think that? Um, first of all, how do you think the relationship between the new mayor and um, Andrew Cuomo will be? I think it will because. be. I think it will be adversarial, just like the Blasios. Cuomo is weak now. Uh, people don't like him. Uh, he's not like in the in most areas of New York City. Uh, he's never shown um, um, a real interest in helping New York City. When he does, it's because he's going to get good press. So I think Adams, who always, he took on the police. Uh, You know, he's a thoughtful guy. I think that he will take on Cuomo when when Cuomo deserves to be taken on. He's not going to be afraid. Do you think that de Blasio has been afraid of banging heads with Cuomo? Well... Afraid may not be the right word. He wasn't effective. Okay. You know, it's one thing 
to take on Cuomo, which de Blasio did. But de Blasio was not liked in the state legislature, so it may have given him press, but it doesn't mean he got anything done. Um, And I think Adams will have, being a former um, member of the state assembly, was he state senator? I can't remember. Uh, He has a lot more friends. He has a lot more friends in Albany than de Blasio had, and that will okay. allow him to stand up to Cuomo easier. Okay. So um, let's chat a little bit about Andrew Cuomo. You think he'll run again? I, oh, absolutely. You know, his father didn't win a fourth term. He has nothing else to do anyway. No, he did go to law school, but he's not the type to practice law. Um, He'll definitely run. I mean, we say that. That depends on if anything happens uh, on the investigation. I don't think in terms of his harassment of women, um, I don't think it will take him down because as bad as his harassment was, it's not a Weinstein or Bill Cosby type of harassment. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the investigation into the nursing homes will bring, but I I don't think it's going to keep them from running. Wow. But uh, do you see him being challenged from the left in a primary? Don't know. Uh, As Mm -hmm. I've said to you before, de Blasio will run against him, and everyone laughs when I say it, but got to remember de Blasio ran for president. And there wasn't a chance. Uh, he'd at least have a chance against Cuomo. You know, you'd have two men that are not liked running against each other. But Bill has nowhere to go. I think he'll challenge him. If there is a strong person on the left, they can win. I just don't know who that would be. If Stafford Keechow resurfaced, she could beat Cuomo this time around? Maybe. I'm not a fan of hers. Uh, I think that the reason she's lost so many of her elections, as bright as she is, and she is an extremely talented person, she comes across a little as an elitist, and it's it's not worn well. Uh, so I think she could beat him. I don't think she'll run, but she could beat him. Not a. Let's put it this way. It's not a bad idea. It's probably a better mm-hmm. idea than de Blasio. But I just think de Blasio is going to do it, even if he's humiliated. You think so? That, that's yep. a strong statement. Well, I, I rest my case on the fact that he ran for president. He didn't have a prayer. Not a prayer. He at least have, you know a one-in-five chance against Andrew, and he's got nothing to do. You know, he's not there. Where's he going to go? Wow. So you think he would step into this public arena, and I think if it's a, a race between Cuomo and de Blasio, that's worth the... A box of popcorn, wouldn't you say? Yep, I agree. So 
What is Bill Samuelson up to these days? Well, Cynthia, unfortunately, I'm not in New York. I'd love to still be there. Uh, my wife basically said, you know, Bill, for 25, we've been married 25 years. For 25 years, I've done what you want to do. Now that you're older and no longer in business, okay, it's time you do what I wanted to do. And she mm-hmm. loved Newport and wanted to move here. Not my idea. So I did, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's fine. I mean, I wish I was still in, in New York politically fighting the bad guys, but that day is over. Who's the bad guy that you want to fight? Well, if I, oh, it's always been number one, Cuomo, with me. Okay. okay. You know, that goes back years, and, you know, you know it. Um, right. So given the fact that we have a Democratic legislature, in my case, I would be pushing uh, for amendments to the Constitution. We lost the constitutional battle bad, badly, but there are so many right. bad things in there that need to be changed. The Board of Election recently is one of them because um, it's the Constitution says two Republicans, two Democrats, and as a result, nothing gets done, and you have a mess like we had uh, recently in New York with the Board of Elections. So I would be pushing uh, the legislature to approve amendments and force Cuomo to either say yes or no. you got to do it for two years in a row. Uh, but unless you fundamentally change the Constitution, you're not going to have really a, a modern legislature uh, that is both Progressive, but also good for business. That's what I'd be doing. Now, you lived in New York City for a number of years, right? Yeah, absolutely. You you moved away from New York City before the pandemic, right? Yes. How do you think the pandemic affected New York City? Will it ever Terrible effect. What happened in New York City depends for a lot of its revenue on the financial institutions, which are very strong in New York, and it has a number of uh, major law firms and a lot of businesses coming back, many of them. As I said, my lawyer, who's a member of a, of a very decent firm, he, he comes in two days every other week. He, he set up an office in Long Island, and that's where he's doing. Another friend of mine that was in the PR business on the 17th floor, the top floor, the entire building during the pandemic, every office was empty. And he's in the PR business, and a lot of them realized, you know, they can service their clients and write press releases from home. Uh so that is really going to hurt the New York City, um, you know, business community. And even if you're uh, a, a stock trader, you can set yourself up at home. So right. I think New York's going to have a tough time getting back to even where it was. Um, and if it weren't for the national funding programs that have made the state and city uh, healthy, um, you know, New York City would be in trouble. 
if you're up here in Newport, and this is true in the suburbs of New York, the housing market is going out of control. And that's because a lot of people have these, during the pandemic, left New York City, and they found they could work from home, and they liked uh, the lifestyle. So real estate is doing very well. But that's not true with New York real estate. There's not as many mm-hmm. people. So I think it's going to go ahead. I think it's going to be tough. How do you think the uh, effects of the pandemic are going to affect affect politics in the long run? It's a good question. I hadn't given that thought. You know. The suburban vote is going to be a higher percentage of the total vote uh, because the people that are leaving New York City often want to be within an hour, you know, 30 minutes of the city. They'll still go in a couple days a week, but your suburban vote is going to be more important. uh, And how that changes the politics, I don't know, um, but where people are voting from is going to change. Now that you know, being a former upstater, uh, I'm not sure you have the same. You know, if you go to Buffalo or Syracuse or Rochester, uh, the effect is the same as in the in the city. Do you see any uh, people? Do you see less people living in Albany or? Is people still coming in like they used to before the pandemic? Well, you know, the uh, legislature did not meet in Albany. So, for instance, like on Tuesdays when they had the um, lobby day, I mean, the Congress was like a ghost town, and it was like pretty depressing to look at. And I'm just starting to walk back to the concourse now. I think things have changed substantially because a lot of the stuff that was done person to person um, was done remotely. And that changed Albany because a lot of restaurants closed down and it's it's music and, and entertainment is starting to come back a little bit, but it, it's as of right now, it's not like it was before. Has, uh, well, it must be tough for you because it's harder to have person-in-person uh, discussions or interviews. <laughs> no, it's not really. I still, you know, I read the paper. I find out what's going on. I make a phone call. I ask somebody if they want to be interviewed. So basically... You know what I do hasn't changed much. You know I've done, okay. I did everything. I've done everything from home, and the, you know being home just a little more than I was before didn't change that much. Okay. So, yeah. So, what's but I on, do think, Cynthia. Yeah. That yeah. When we talk about electing. Adams or others that are more in the center. There's another mm-hmm. reason. 
people realize how important management of cities and states is now because they saw so many errors made during the pandemic uh, by the cities and the governors. They, they're, mm-hmm. they're seeing how well Biden has run the vaccination compared to Japan and Australia and Europe, that people are interested in politicians that are good managers. That's why a Garcia, who nobody has ever heard of, came in almost won the marriage race because she's a manager. Uh, none right. of that was, would be true without the p- pandemic. Okay. So we just have a couple minutes left, Bill. Your thoughts, okay. on, your thoughts on the future of politics in New York State? Well, I don't see that we're getting enough good people, um, you know, running for office outside of New York City. you got a lot of mass political activity in the city, but to some extent, the real question is, are we going to have the type of talented politicians that really make things better for our citizens? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure of that. Uh, one reason I'm not for Cuomo, is, besides the fact that I don't like him, he's done what he can do in 12 years, you know, and we need to give somebody else a chance. Um, okay. So I think the jury's out. And the key, to repeat myself, is that just like I, while I wasn't a Bloomberg supporter, they, we get more talented people um, you know, to run for office. You know, that's difficult because, you know, I've had discussions about that and people don't want to get involved. They don't want, they don't want their names all over the newspaper and stuff. Yeah. And for instance, I'll give you a good example. And that's my friend Steve Bihar, who ran in New York City for city council. And I've known him for over 10 years and he. I think he's a great guy. He's a good friend. He's wonderful to talk to. But yet the uh, Daily News crucified him. So when people who know Steve saw what was written in the paper, why would they step into the arena when the same thing would happen to them, right? Yeah, the, the key problem is when we only had three or five TVs, channels, and we didn't have all the uh, social media, you know, the reporters were more respectful when they had someone make a terrible, untrue comment, they just didn't publish it. Now there are so many outlets, uh, not only for reporters, but for citizens, you say something outrageous and someone says, hey, I want to get some news, and they use it. So the the atmosphere is much worse than it used to be. Right. So, Bill, we're out of time. I always look forward to talking with you, and maybe you and I can 
can have a couple of conversations once the gubernatorial race starts up. You have you been count on me, and I, I really admire your work, and it's always a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you, Bill. You've been listening to Bill Samuels. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Bill, have a great day, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Um, Have a good day. Bye.